Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. Or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome into this Golf Channel podcast presented by Top Golf. I'm Rex Hoggard, and it's my pleasure to be joined by 11-time PGA Tour winner John Cook, calling all the way from Scotland, St. Andrews, the home of jo- golf. Cookie, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, Rex, anytime. Well, we want to talk PGA Championship, obviously with the PGA going back to Belle Reve, where you have quite a bit of history, good history. And I did want to touch yeah. a little bit on the Open Championship last week. But before we get to that, I was just scrolling through the Internet. And according to one website, The Ohio State University is preseason fourth in the rankings. Do you agree with that? Oh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, just kind of, you know, climbing the ladder. They got to, you know, they have to show against Oregon State, and then they have a, a tough game at TCU. I think if they get through TCU, um, they'll kind of show show the country that they're they are good, and they they should be good. They have a lot of players back. All their skilled positions are back. Uh, new quarterback with uh, Dwayne Haskins, who's a, just a you know incredible talent, uh, and uh, you know they just kind of you know they they just kind of restock. So. We'll see how, how quickly the, the team can blend and, and get on the same page. And if they do, I'm, I'm fine with four. Give them something to strive for. Now, as a true Buckeye fan, I'm going to ask this with all honesty. Would you rather beat Michigan this year or make the playoffs if you had to choose one? Well, I think in order to make the playoffs, we'd have to beat Michigan. So, of course, beat Michigan. Of course. <laughs> That's a number one. It's not even a, a debate, is it? It's always going to be no, beat Michigan. Not. No, not even allowed to say it in in, in my house. You know, my my dad was a, a coach there at Ohio State, and we can't even say it. Can't wear blue. Can't say it. Can't sign our name in blue. Just can't. So that's just the way it is. All right, moving ahead in golf a little bit. Obviously, going to Belle Reve. Uh, first time the PGA has been there since 1992. Uh, you were actually paired with Nick Price, the winner that year, in the final round. What do you remember about that final round, Cookie? I believe that uh, Nick and I were—we weren't even the second group. I think we were the third group from the, from the last. Uh, and but for some reason that day, I, I thought that the winner was going to come out of our group. I had just had a nice uh, nice week at the Open Championship at Muirfield uh, just a couple weeks prior, so I knew my game was in shape. Uh, Pricey was just still you know playing good he was uh he was kind of that guy that was you know just knocking on the door all the time i i just thought that some something good was going to happen to our group and lo and behold with you know 15 holes to play it was basically you know nick and i um you know coming down the stretch although 
I made a made a bogey towards the end, I think on 18 to you know let a let a bunch of other players tie for second. Nick ended up winning by three, but I, I thought the whole day that we it would come down to the two of us, and we we both played very very nicely, uh, the basically the whole the whole way. It, it was a incredible week on a golf course that nobody was really that familiar with. So um, just to have that chance on Sunday. And uh, coming down the stretch, having a chance was a, a great thrill. Now, it, you shot a third-round 67 to really put yourself into contention. And you have done this throughout the course of your career. You've come close on Sunday at a major championship. Would you consider this the one where you got the closest? Uh, I, I think a couple weeks prior at the Open Championship at Muirfield, that was, that was the one where I had, I had both hands on that trophy. I, I was in command. I was in control. Uh, I let that one slip away. Uh, Nick, you know, Sir Nick Faldo, Hall of Famer, of course, you know, and ended up winning. But I, I think that if we all go back and we watch, uh, that was mine. And I, I gave that one away. Uh, Bell Reeve, I think in 92, just a couple weeks later, I, I felt like I was in control. And I felt like I knew what I needed to do down the stretch uh, to, you know, hang with Nick. Because uh, we were playing together. Uh, a couple of weeks prior, uh, Nick, Nick uh, Faldo's group was well behind us. We were in the group in front of him, so you never really got a good sense, you know, what you actually needed to do. Uh, but there at Bell Reeve, I knew it was going to come down to uh, Nick Price and I, and uh, so I, I knew what I needed to do. You know, I just didn't quite execute uh, well enough coming down the stretch uh, on 17 and 18. 17 was a birdie hole. I didn't make birdie. Nick did. And then on 18, I, I tried to force the issue and, and made a mistake. But other than that, uh, you know, I, I had two I had two weeks in a row where, you know, I, I felt like I was, you know, pretty much in, in, in solid control of my game and just uh, needed to finish it out. And you know what? I, I didn't do it. And, it, you know, I can tell you, Rex, it's a you know, major disappointment in my career. Um, I think about it all the time. And it, it's not a great list to be on, you know, one of those – uh, you know, not winning a major championship with, but you know what? It is what it is, and uh, I, I I remember the experience at Bell Reeve, uh, you know, very vividly. I think it was, uh, you know, at least, you know, I gave myself a chance. I gave myself some chances, and just didn't quite, you know, come through at the end. And you hear guys talk about this all the time, Cookie, about how you take you draw from those previous experiences. Can, can you vividly remember on Sunday at Bell Reeve letting your mind wander back to the feelings, the emotions you had at Mirrorfield just a few weeks earlier and using that as either motivation or maybe as a learning tool? I, 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 I do and I did, Rex. Um, I just I, I told myself to you know, not get ahead, uh, that uh, I, I knew what I needed to do, to do because I was playing with Nick. I knew exactly what I needed to do. I could control uh, what I was doing. Uh, with previously at the Open Championship, I really didn't know because, you know, quite frankly, Nick's group, Nick Fowler's group, was so far behind us. Uh, just even being, the, you know, the group behind us, they were at least two holes behind us. So you never got a really good feel of, you know, where the scoring was. I, I knew what I needed to do. I just, I, I just, I, I couldn't quite, you know, get grasp my, you know, get a good grasp of what he was doing behind me. A lot of times you can feel that. Well, you know, playing in that group with Nick Price, I knew exactly what was going on, and you know, so that's you know, that, those were the experiences. And, you know, I, I had won some tournaments, but I had won two that year already in '92, so I knew what it took to 
finish it out. And you know what? I just uh, I didn't execute down the stretch. And you talked about Bell Reeve being a new venue even back in 92. There was probably a learning curve involved. What will be the learning curve for the field in two weeks when they go back? It'll, it, you know, it'll be a, a golf course that they are not familiar with. It's not really on that rota that, uh, you know, that you're so familiar with a lot of these great golf courses that you get to go back to, you know, every 10, 12 years or five, eight years, you know, they're in that kind of rotation where, you know, Bell Reeve, um, you know, haven't played since 92. So that's, that's 26 years ago. So that's a long time ago. So there's probably very few players on that will be playing at Bell Reeve that actually even played in that tournament. So, um, They'll, they'll have to you know, learn a brand-new golf course. I'm sure it's changed a little bit even from 92. Got it, it was long back then. I'm sure it's longer now. So uh, they'll have to get a good look and, and prepare. Those practice rounds are really going to have to count. Anything stand out? I, I did notice at the closing stretch, 16, 17, 18, you go par 3, par 5, par 4. But there, is there anything else about the golf course that maybe stands out to you? I remember the, the, the attempt hole being an incredibly difficult par 4. Uh, a, a tough drive, a long second uh, over over a hazard, uh, and it, you know the front side. I think you kind of get through. There's a couple birdie opportunities there, but I think the the, the closing nine. Uh, once you get past, I think uh, maybe number eleven or so. Uh, there's really not many scoring opportunities. The fifteenth hole is a wonderful par three that um, you know is, is, is quite long. Uh, 16 is a nice par four. 17 is a par five. That if you hit a good drive, it should you should take advantage of it. And 18 is just a strong, strong finishing hole. So uh, it, it's a you know a, a finish to a major championship that you kind of look for, where there's a one scoreable hole and then and then three survival holes from 15 on in. Now you mentioned it being long. It was actually almost 7,200 yards back in 1992, and it is going to be longer this year uh, considering we're just coming from Carnoustie which was not a bombers course by any stretch of the definition would you say this is going back to something a little bit more familiar that this will be a bombers golf course I think so Rex I think uh, unless it's playing firm and fast which I doubt that time of year it will be because it's going to be hot I imagine they've had some rain uh, I think the golf course I don't think they could get the golf course uh, too firm uh, just because of the conditions uh, the grass back then, if I'm not mistaken, was a, maybe a zoysia. I'm not sure what the fairways are this time. Um, so, you know, if, if, if it's not playing firm and fast, it will play extremely long. I'm, I'm going to guess probably close to 75, 7,600 yards. So uh, the guys will be, you know, they're used to getting those balls, the golf ball to, to, to chase out. I'm not so sure, um, you know, what the conditions are going to allow them to to do if they're going to be able to control their golf ball or like at Carnoustie where that golf ball just didn't stop going until it just lost all its energy. I think some golf balls are still rolling down fairways at Carnoustie. I think you're right. <laughs> all right, given the scouting report you just gave us for Bell Reeve, give me a win, place, and show, your top three options for going into the PGA. Well, you know, there's uh, – the, the, the top guys that come to mind, of course, are you know DJ coming off of just a horrible Carnoustie where the 18th hole just you know ate him alive. Otherwise, maybe perhaps he might have had some decent opportunity. But I think you know Dustin, you're going to have to look at. I, I don't think that he's happy with his year at all. I think he's uh, 
I think he's, you know, hopefully he's, he's gotten a little, you know, a little serious, gone back to the, gone back to the rock pile and, and kind of dug it out in the dirt. Um, you know, Brooks Kapka, of course, is going to be a, a factor. Rory, you would have to think, um, you know, coming off you know, such an emotional couple of months, does Francesco Molinari figure in the mix? He's not a bomber of the golf ball, but boy, does he hit it with, you know, he strikes it with precision. He, he knows where that golf ball is going. He's, he's, uh, he's, the, he's the hot item right now. Uh, you know, those are the types of players that I think will, uh, you know, whoever gets hot with that driver wreck, I think is it is going to be that guy. Can Tiger be that guy? If he gets hot with the driver and comfortable, he's not going to be able to play like he did at Carnoustie and hit, you know, singing two irons and three woods and three irons off those tees. He's going to have to get that that big stick out of the bag. And you know, if he gets hot with the driver, we know what he can do with his irons. Uh, it's just a matter of getting that tee ball in play. So those are those guys. If whoever gets up on you know those 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 tees and those those par fours, those long par fours and is hot with that driver and he's just looking down that center of the fairway and not missing, you know, left or right. Uh, those are the, those are those guys to look for. Uh, you beat me to the punch. It's not a golf podcast without bringing up tiger at least once. So given, <laughs> given those ideas that, in, and I agree, he will have to hit the driver. Well, at a place like Bell Reeve, what you have seen in his body of work up to this point, obviously his putting is vastly improved over the last couple of weeks. How would you rate yeah. his chances at Bell Reeve? I think they'll be good, Rex. Uh, the, the, what I what I've seen, you know, so far this year has been, you know, kind of almost. I'm going to say it's like a cone-shaped thing, where you know the top of that cone, you know, was, was Torrey Pines and L.A. and then into the Honda, and he starts to tighten up and tighten up as a as the year has, has gone on, and he's having those chances down the stretch and you know relearning how to win. Uh, we as professional golfers, when you have time off, you don't. You don't forget, you know. You you don't forget, you know, how to play golf. Sometimes you forget how to get to those positions, and once you're in those positions, you don't forget how to win. You forget how to get there. So, you know, for for Tiger, it's just a you know being comfortable in that uncomfortable situation again, and and uh, like we've seen just in the in the last few weeks, he's got game enough to get there. And uh, I know that he's frustrated. I talked to him you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, just after uh, their, his event there in, at, at TPC uh, Potomac, um, that uh, he's just making mistakes that he's not used to making. And that's not the Tiger Woods that we know closing out golf tournaments. So, you know, he'll, he'll go back and, and, and he'll figure it out. He's you know, given himself chances, and, and that's, the, that's the really good thing. Now we want to see that, you know, Tiger Woods of yesteryear where, you know, he, if he was at or near the lead, it was a done deal. He didn't. He didn't uh, make some mistakes down the stretch that he's been making uh, the last couple of months. So, you know, that being said, he's got to get control of that driver, and he's got he ha- cannot be afraid to hit that driver because Bell Reeve is going to ask that question on: Can you stand up on the, these uncomfortable tee shots and hit driver and be comfortable doing it? When he finished up on Sunday at Carnoustie, Roy McIlroy made a comment about Tiger, how, you know, he was obviously happy to have him back in the mix and seeing his name on a leaderboard, but he did make the comment that this is not the same guy, and by that he meant this isn't the same player who Phil faced, who Ernie faced, who you faced in his prime. Would you agree with that comment? I do, Rex, and only because until he 
until he finishes one out, uh, he, he will not be that tiger because that tiger uh, would never have let any of those events go. He at least would have gotten in playoffs um, and then see what happens. Uh, but then to, you know, to have, you know, those opportunities and, and just, it just not be there at the end to have a chance, you know, that is not, that's not the Tiger Woods that, that we all knew. So uh, I think that Rory is correct in that, that, uh, you know, coming down that stretch, we, you want to see that old Tiger Woods that you know, basically shut everybody out. And once that name was up there on that board you know, at the top, well, you know, that was pretty much a done deal. Who's playing for second? Well, it's not that case anymore. But until Tiger closes that one deal, um, closes the event strong, uh, instead of letting things go, and a lot of times you'll get beat coming down the stretch, but Tiger's kind of beating himself up so uh, and making those mistakes. So until we see him you know, actually finish out strong, whether he wins or not, if he finishes strong, that'll be, you know, that'll be that next little level to get to. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here and make you Ryder Cup captain for the day, U.S. Ryder Cup captain, because I know <laughs> I know how you would pick for the European team. But as it stands now, one through eight, the automatic qualifiers, and of course that will come to an end after the PGA when they will get locked in. But currently it's Brooks Kepka, DJ, Patrick Reed, Justin Thomas, Bubba, Jordan Spieth, Ricky, and Webb Simpson. You have an idea of the guys behind them. If you had to make your picks today, your four picks, who would they be? Boy, that's a good one as well. And uh, I, I think that I would probably, I, I would have to go 9 and 10. I, I, would, I would give them, they played too hard uh, for a couple years to be in, in the top 10 and not make it. I, I think that you, you, have to, you have to play while your results kind of show at 9 and 10 that you know, you're close enough and you, you were right there. So I, I would go... With nine and ten. Nine and ten. And I would, Bryson I would, and Phil Mickelson. So yep, I see where you're going with that. Okay, okay. Now okay, now you don't have to you, know, you don't have to pick Phil. So now you're okay. Now now you've got two free picks basically and you know, I'm gonna go out and people think I'm a tiger homer. Okay, I get it. Yes, we all we some of us are, some of us are not. But I I think the body of work that he has shown and and you know, the enthusiasm that he has for it. And uh, we'll see how he plays, you know, the next couple of weeks at, you know, Firestone and the PGA. Uh, I think that Tiger would be a, a great pick uh, to have another veteran in the locker room. I think that would be great. And then I'd wait until, uh, you know, after the, the FedEx Cup to pick my last on, on who, who's that guy that's you know, going to play those four events and play him the best. Pick him. Got to no. go with the hot hand. No, I see what you're saying, and I would not call you a Tiger homer. You, you, you've competed against him at his absolute best, so I, I would leave that for, to, for other people. But of those players you just mentioned where you, you, know, you would mix in at that point, Kuchar, Kisner, Tony Finau, Brian Harmon, these players, and, and that's the beauty of that final pick. You do have to, you, right. you get to wait until after the Tour Championship. Yeah, if any of those guys, you know, uh, you know you've got to take a hard look at, at Kevin Kisner. Uh, I think he's a kind of a role player. You know, he'd be that guy that you would draft you know, to be that guy, but he's got to show something, Rex. He's got to show something, you know, the last few events of this season, uh, he's got to show, you know, that, that he deserves that spot. And I know he's inside the top 20, so, you know, it wouldn't be a radical pick, but if he shows anything in the next four or five, six weeks, um, I, I think the kids would be a great pick 
is he just has that thing. He's got that stink to him, uh, and that's what you need. He's a good putter. You need a guy that's a good putter to, to uh, you know, to finish out matches. And uh, so I, he, he would not be a radical pick at all. Now, you've known Jim Furyk, this year's captain, for a long time, and you've played under a lot of different captains. What do you think his style is going to be like heading over to Paris? You know, I think that he's going to, you know, allow, you know, his, his vice captains to, you know, kind of help him out. I think that, you know, ultimately he's a, he's a, he's a strong guy. He, he kind of, I mean, if you look at Jim Furyk and you, you kind of look at that golf swing and you go, oh, my gosh. And then you look at what he's done, you go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so um, I think that his style is it's not, I don't really care, guys, what it looks like or who, who it is. We want to get it done, and here's how I got it done, and I think it'll have a little bit of his personality to it. Um, he's a good guy. He's a great guy in the locker room. Uh, I think that he can take some authority, but I also think that he can rely on, uh, you know, his, you know, his, you know, captains to uh, to help him along. So uh, I think that he will be very authoritative, but I think he's just going to let the let the players, uh, you know, win the Ryder Cup for the U.S. And does it fit into that sort of persona? that suddenly you have a captain, and you talked about these scrappy players. You brought up Kevin Na. I think Brian Harmon would fit into that category as well, where he would almost lean in that direction because that's the kind of player he identifies. Would that be fair? Well, that could be. Maybe he wants you know someone like that with Brian Harmon and Kevin Na. Um, but I think, I think that Kevin Kisner kind of fits into that mold as well. So I, I think that you know, having, some, uh, you know, having some experience on a, on a, on a U.S. team I think might outweigh, you know, the grittiness of a Kevin Na and a Brian Harmon because you have that in Kevin Kisner, and you have that, uh, you know, I, th I think you have that spark uh, with Kevin. So I, th I think, you know, as long as it depends really on, you know, those three or four players on how they play in the next, you know, four or five weeks on, uh, you know, what's going to happen, and, you know, as far as uh, Captain Furyk's uh, 12th man. I was reluctant to ask this, given as we just addressed the Michigan-Ohio State issue that's going on inside the Cook household <laughs> since you were very, very little. But it was Jim Harbaugh who recently brought this up, that they should expand the college football playoffs from four teams to eight teams and eventually 16 teams. Your thoughts? Uh, I don't like 16 at all. Uh, I could go with eight. I could actually go with six. Um, How can but, you make six uh, work? I, I, I think that eight. You know, the six you'd be, you know, you'd have a play-in game. You know, have a couple play-in games okay. to, to the four, but uh, or, or you just go with eight because last year certainly there was there was there was eight teams that probably could have done some damage. Uh, so I could go with eight, um, no problem. Sixteen's too many. You start to, I mean, you start to water down a little bit. All right, fair enough. And as I said, you're <laughs> calling from Scotland at the Senior Open. You were at the Open Championship last week. Give me, in this final question, your best meal you've had over the last two weeks. Best meal? There aren't too many of them over there. I was, I was there well, last I, week. I, you don't get too many okay. good ones. <laughs> I have to admit that um, the first night that we were here, um, here in St. Andrews, we went uh, uh, just up the street to the uh, Dunvegan. And had a great little meal with uh, the, you know, the ex-owners, the, the 
Uh, Jack, and, owners Jack of, and yeah. Jack and Sheely, that's right. And we had yeah. a, a big uh, a big table, and we had, you know, everybody that's on this crew was there. And I had a beautiful filet with this little jalapeno sauce on it. And, um, I had some steamed veggies, and, you know, that, that was pretty good. Otherwise, you just kept chips with everything. So I, I, can't, I can't go with chips, you know, every single night. So I, I had to have some steamed veggies with it. You've been there two weeks, so you're calling them chips. I get it. No, I understand. French fries. (laughs) You're calling them chips. I got it. Cookie, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it, pal. My pleasure, Rex. Anytime, bud. Safe travels. Thanks for listening to this Golf Channel podcast presented by Top Golf. The Golf Channel podcast is available on golfchannel.com slash podcast and your favorite podcast provider. So go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Art19, or Google Play, surf Golf Channel podcast, and subscribe. If you love the show, be sure to leave a rating, review, and tell your friends. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. Or a splash of Amazon Jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.